When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We get to John Mara and Joe Shane's comments about Giants quarterback Daniel Jones in a second, and I feel good as a Giants fan the way John Mara's talking. New York wants to like John Mara, and I, I like everything he's saying right now. I'm, I'm happy about that. But there's some breaking news this morning in the NFL. The Denver Broncos, Key J., they're hiring Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to be the team's new head coach, sources confirmed to ESPN today, Thursday. Hackett will make his head coaching debut in 2022 after spending seven seasons as an NFL offensive coordinator, the last three with the Packers. So, since Denver was considered maybe the primary spot that people were looking at in terms of where Rodgers would would end up last year and this year. What does it mean for Aaron Rodgers? Guys, Aaron Rodgers said Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show of Hackett, this is a little overdue, to be honest. He's been around the game a long time. What he did in Jacksonville, I think, was pure magic, getting them within a quarter of the Super Bowl. He's a great coach. I love spending time with him. He's a fantastic teacher. He's incredible in front of the room. Key, what does this tell you about Aaron Rodgers' future? Well, you know, you you really never know, Max, about what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. He obviously hold Nathaniel Hackett to high regard and respects his football knowledge. Um, He was the offensive play caller when the Jacksonville Jaguars were in the AFC Championship game, or at least he was on that staff and a part of it. Uh, it certainly feels like to me that Aaron Rodgers to Denver Broncos meter just went up because of those comments. I'm not going to shy away from those comments. I'm not going to all of a sudden be oblivious to it's just Aaron Rodgers talking. Whenever you have a relationship with somebody that is a coach and you have an opportunity to go and play for that coach, you probably pursue that opportunity. I mean, everybody, you know, if, if if I could play right now and Bill Parcells was coaching or Tony Dungy was coaching and I could play and they were there, I'd go play for him. And I, it feels like that's Aaron Rodgers to me. Now, Stink was on with us a minute ago, uh, Mark Slareth, and he said that he felt that the best opportunity for him to win a Super Bowl again would be staying in Green Bay because of the division and some of the young guns. That's an interesting outlook on a guy who's on the ground floor in Denver and played in the Denver Broncos organizations and won two Super Bowls. A couple of things, Max. Number one, Aaron Rodgers has been the most relevant athlete over the past year. It feels like we're talking about Aaron Rodgers every single day. And the decimal level is so high. There is a major part of me that has seen Aaron Rodgers just likes messing with people, too. Like, could it actually be that Nathaniel Hackett 
is a guy that Aaron does like, and he just wants to be complimentary and hopes that he does get a big-time job, and it translates to this. So the same way he said something complimentary about Mike Tomlin, he knows that the media is then going to run with it and try to connect dots, and it keeps his name at the top of every conversation, which continues to show his power. Well, and I think I, that's right, Jay, except that I, I hear exactly what you're saying. If it's misdirection, it's hilarious, yes. right? He didn't really say anything but, about Mike Tomlin. All he did was gave him a pregame hug like everybody else does. And, did. and winked During at the him. game, you wink, and then the media ran with it. This is different because of the connection of a year ago doing the trade, like Stink talked about a minute ago, doing the draft. There was conversations. He reported it, and everybody went crazy. And now you see it again that's been going on all year long. And now all of a sudden, out of coincidence, they don't go and take Eric Bieniemy from the Kansas City Chiefs that of smack them every single year. So if you take him away from them, you weaken Kansas City. They go and get uh, Aaron Rodgers' guy Hackett. and Hackett from Green Bay and bring him to Denver in hopes to possibly land in Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm saying. It's comical. It's because of Aaron Rodgers that all these moves that wouldn't necessarily be seen as strategic moves. Like, I would have went for Eric Bieniemy, But because Aaron – when did Aaron Rodgers say that complimentary comment about Tuesday. Hackett? Was that Tuesday? Tuesday on okay, and McAfee the hiring show. happened yesterday, probably? Yeah, today is Thursday. Right? So, like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's – okay. Which means he knows it's happening. Yes. And so, but why can't you just be happy well, for a guy okay, that you here, have a relationship thing, with? He knew it was happening, Max, because he helped it happen. <laughs> That's yeah, what right. I'm saying. But, but wait, no, but he's saying if he helped it happen, then it's more than just him, hey, let me hook my friend up with a job. It's because it's part of a bigger package, but if I'm understanding that. that. Does not, no, but, it doesn't need to be part of a bigger package. It doesn't, you know, but hold Jake, on, Max. Hold on, Max. Yeah, you know yeah. how many times I put my friends on? You yeah, know how many sure, times right. I've leveraged situations for people that I rock with to get them opportunities so they can earn more or they can get their shot? Like, there's something to be said about that. And I know we always tie it to the bigger play about, oh, now that means Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Aaron was just putting his boy on. You think, but you think, you think, and I know you don't, Max, because you probably think like I think. You think the, that Aaron Rodgers is going to dupe the Broncos and say, put him on, and I think about coming, or do you think it's a hard commitment that he is going to try to get there if they hired him. I don't think the Broncos know what the hell Aaron Rodgers is thinking. I just think that they probably think it gives him the best shot considering the way he's handled this year with the team and his relationship with Hackett that it gives him a higher probability of landing a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And also maybe Hackett's just, you know, a really good candidate. But here, Jay, I hear exactly what you're saying. I think it means he's going to the Broncos. However, I'm not discounting what you're saying. It would be I would laugh so hard at myself, including and everybody else who was like, oh, it's a. But I, you start looking around the league, okay? He cannot be traded in the NFC North. I think we can all agree, let's rule that out, right? Yep. In fact, it's unlikely that he'd be traded in the NFC, and I can't see it working on, like, you think he's going to Washington or something like that? Huh? No, it does not look likely it's the NFC East. When you look at the NFC West, I've always said the Niners are, are I think, a dark horse to me. Um, I, then you look at the South. Okay, you think maybe Tom Brady leaves. He's going to go to the Bucks. I don't see that at all. The Saints without Sean Payton. The Panthers. Come on, guys. It's nowhere in the NFC if it's not the Niners, I don't think. Okay? Do, would you guys agree with that? I don't think it's the NFC. Okay, most, good. When you got dominant players, you just don't 
trade them within your division. Right. In but conference. It does I mean, your up, conference. It does right. bring okay, up the so point, we can though, Max, about out. how loaded the quarterback talent is in the AFC and what you have to contend with, you know, considering the likes of Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. It's a loaded conference. I hear you, but like, let, right. But now let's look at the AFC if we agree that it's not going to be the NFC. And I still hold out suspicion, at least, that maybe San Francisco could possibly. But okay. Now let's look at the AFC. It ain't the Bills, right? He wouldn't work with Bill Belichick as the conventional wisdom. The Dolphins are interesting, but, you know, in flux right now. Mm-hmm. It ain't the Jets. So you start looking, you can start just through the process of elimination. Could it be the Steelers? Could it be, as Key has suggested, maybe the Titans? It would make a lot of sense from a football point of view. The Colts, have obviously, they need a, an upgrade there. But the, I, I think when you start looking around, the Broncos are at least as likely as anyone, Jay, before you get to this higher, right? Now you got this higher just by process of elimination. It seems like they're one of the two or three spots you'd look at, three or four spots maybe, and now, at very least, they look like the front runners, don't they? They do. Yeah. They look like the front runners, and and you know how it is. Now that Hackett gets the job, he starts to pluck different people from the Green Bay Packers organization. Why don't you come to Denver with me? Why don't you come to Denver with me? Takes the assistant strength and conditioning coach, who worked with Rodgers, is now <laughs> the head strength coach at the Broncos. He takes the assistant uh, uh, physical therapist guy, the, the PT guy. He now, you know, so you start putting all this together, and now it becomes. The Green Bay Packers of the West. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, yeah, look, I'm not saying they don't look like the front runners, but I know that everything I see ain't real all the time. Mm-hmm. And if there's been any history that has proven that, it's with Aaron Rodgers over the past year. Like I, I don't, I honestly don't know what to believe. It ain't real till it's real. Yes, and I can, I can see that. I mean, I, look, you, we're just trying to connect the dots because this comes out of left field and now all of a sudden you go, oh, damn, this makes all the sense in the world. Aaron Rodgers two days ago said what he said on the Pat McAfee show about Nathaniel Hackett. The, he has been linked to Denver. You astutely have said, Jay, his uh, female friend. Fiance. Is it his fiance? Fiance. Fiance, yeah. fiance, fiance lives in Boulder. Lives in the area. There's a West Coast tie because he's from the Northern California area. You start just putting yeah. it together. Key, Key they to have a they have a history. The Brett Denver has a pretty recent history of going after veteran, you Peyton know, like Manning. great quarterback Peyton Manning and winning a Super Bowl with him. Okay, I mean, like this to me is enormous news, Jay. I hear with the caveat that it would be the most hilarious misdirection in the history <laughs> of sports. I think <laughs> it would be so good if he didn't go. To me, it looks like. He's heading there. Time will tell. What we know right now is the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and Aaron Rodgers was effusive in his praise of his OC two days ago, talking about how incredible he is. Although when he talks about how it's magic that he got within a quarter of the Super Bowl, Maybe that's what Rodgers thinks they're supposed to do because he seems to be good at that. Okay, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. 
Owner John Maris said they've done everything possible to screw up Jones since he's been there. From everything that we're hearing from everyone within the organization, including new GM Joe Shane. Yeah, we're we're going to look to add talent across the board. It sounds like they're going to try to build this thing out around Daniel Jones this offseason and then see what happens in 2022. Key, Jay, I've been super critical of John Mara recently, but I've maintained the entire time. It's not like a Jim Dolan thing. Like, there's no, there's no animosity, I don't feel like, in New York toward Mara. I know he got booed and everything, but it's not like – it's not personal. Pe- people in New York, Giants fans, like Mara. They like the family. They like the history of the team. But they just don't like his job that he's done as president of the team in recent years. So, Jay, it felt good. I say Jay because I know you're a Giants fan. It felt good to hear Mara say the following at the press conference, um, I guess this was yesterday, about Daniel Jones, about the new coaching hire, GM hire, and, 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 you know, what the kind of job he's done recently and what he needs to do going forward, especially about Daniel Jones. Listen. We do feel that Daniel can play. We've done everything possible to screw this kid up uh, since he's been here. We keep changing coaches, keep changing offensive coordinators, keep changing offensive line coaches. You know, I take a lot of responsibility for that. But let's bring in the right group of coaches now and and give him some continuity and try to rebuild the offensive line and then be able to make an intelligent uh, evaluation of of whether he can be the franchise quarterback or not. I have a lot of hope in Daniel. I know how badly he wants it. I know how the players feel about him. So uh, we are certainly not giving up on him. A lot of Jets fans wish that Jets ownership would say something like that about guys like Sam Darnold. Anyway, I I, I love what he said. I, I do, Max. Um... When you hear a person in that position, like John Mara, have accountability for the mistakes that they've made, that they put on the franchise, I think as a fan of the Giants, you respect that. You like that. Okay, that's now you're starting to rebuild a relationship with me. Over the last couple of months, some of the things I've heard you say, even how they handled the Sean Watson situation, I know we'll get into that sound in a little bit. Like I respect that. I like that still doesn't mean that Daniel Jones is the answer, right? Um, And I understand that Joe Shane will put the right pieces around him and that they're going to establish building around him to see where it can actually go. But me, frankly, I don't see Daniel Jones as being the answer when I see other dynamic quarterbacks in the league that the Giants could have had that maybe we want the direction of our franchise to go if we can get a guy like Russell Wilson. Key, I, I, I hear what Jay is saying, and I agree. I'm a Giants fan. Yes. But I also think that in the absence of a quarterback who they're going to have for a while, who they could actually get and also have a good team, right? Because they have a lot of pieces to fill still on that team. In the absence of that, instead of reaching for one or trying to invent one, it's, it makes sense to at least, hey, let's rebuild the offensive line. Let's put the right piece around, and then we'll make an evaluation. Because, Key, even if you already kind of know about Daniel Jones, might as well build the rest of the team and wait for the right guy to come along than go reaching for a guy who ain't there. You know, I, I like that plan. Good thing you took my notes and you used them from the last several months as you and Jay were screaming, Daniel Jones needs to get uh, out of here. And I kept trying to say, you got to just get a new staff around him to see what he is because much like Mara said right there, they screwed him up. Like, it's there is a such a thing of screwing a player up because you didn't get it right. And if all of a sudden 
This is now his third head coach. This is now his 100th offensive coordinator. And it ain't right, then it's on him. But you can't keep flipping coaches and offensive line coaches and receivers and systems and expect for a guy who's young that's not a 13-year veteran to give you what you're looking for. I don't give a damn who it is. If you think about it, all the great quarterbacks in the National Football League, let's just go back to Aaron Rodgers for a quick minute, right? He had the same offensive mind with him for a wild in Mike McCarthy. Then all of a sudden it changed wild. You said wild? Yeah. For a wild. For a while. It was wild with wild, Mike wild. McCarthy, oh, Jay. for a wild. Yeah, oh, wild. okay, I got it. Got it. Got it. I, I speak <laughs> Californian. What? <laughs> um, and so when you look at it, then he gets a different coordinator, and then he struggles a little bit with Matt LaFleur. Then all of a sudden, he started rolling again. And so when you go back to Daniel Jones, if he had consistency – he would be better if he had the consistency. If he doesn't, after this year, and he stinks, then you say we got to move on. Professor Johnson, I have a question. <laughs> um, so now he's in the fourth year of his deal. He has a new head coach. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a new offensive coordinator. Can you truly evaluate him this year when everything's going to change again? Absolutely, 100%. So in one year, now that – your scheme's going to change. Yeah, because you just want to see improvement. I'm putting him in my system and doing the things that we deem him to do well. We're not asking him to do things outside of what it is that he can do. We only want him to do the best. I, and so we're only allowing him to do certain things and you build from there. Jay, can I can I can I address your your issue, sure. I think? Yes, yes. I think that what that he, it works on several levels. Number okay. one, why not do – like, that is the proper way to evaluate a quarterback. But, like, you and I could have a sidebar be like, well, look, we just don't think it's going to work out with Daniel Jones. He is what he is. His, uh, what's his upside? Ryan Tannehill, pass, right? But the fact is, even if you had to go get Russell Wilson, it would take so much to get him. Same thing. You're not, you're not winning a Super Bowl, right? So, so I- why not – do it this way I'm, since it also bides you time to build a team and then wait for a, the, your your next quarterback I, to come I'm, down I, the pipe. I'm not opposed to doing it this way. I was just posing the example that if his, his schemes are changing again, and hopefully you want to see improvement, but you know so much change has already happened, and now you're putting more change on. And what happens if you get marginal results like but what will the conversation be next year well i just had a different offensive scheme again yeah. like i'm that's trying to the, adjust or is it the, or is it like hey hey you can't adjust in a year now you're done no, now we're com- moving on if i'm asking you to do certain things that i think you can do well and i've already evaluated you based on you being with the giants for 3 4 years however many games you've played and now i put you in my system and i know my system and I know what works, and you're not doing that, now it ain't on me. It's on you because you should be better because all I'm doing is I'm giving you elementary things. Hmm. I'm not giving you college things. I'm giving okay. you I'm giving you two plus two. All right, so if that's the case, you have to go bring Brian Dable in, right? 
Because now I'm saying head coach really, really matters with this. And not only head coach, who you're surrounding him with from a skill development perspective, what are the assistants that can work with him on a day-to-day basis to help him pick up on these same things that he was able to do with Josh Allen as quick as possible since he has a year to evaluate. Keith, well, I'm Did curious you... about Dable. Have you heard, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers was sure to include on the Pat McAfee show about Hackett. He's great in front of the room. Mm-hmm. What have you heard about Dable in front of the room? I haven't heard anything in front of the room. Uh, all, all, all he's saying in front of the room is doing the install He's basically giving the information. He's commanding the room. That's what I mean. Yeah, he. so I haven't heard anything mm-hmm. on Brian Dable as far as that goes. I because mean, that, you would think that's to important be, to be a head coach, right? You need that part. Yeah, but I, whether he's been a head coach before or not doesn't really matter because every head coach has never been a head coach before. But I, what I'm asking is, but some guys, whatever else they have, they need to be able to command the room, right? Not every coordinator's cut out to be a head coach. But, That's why but I'm asking coordinators, about that. Coordinators are essentially head coaches because they run the room of the offensive install. Mm-hmm. So if Brian Dable wasn't getting the results on the on from the Buffalo Bills offense, then he probably wouldn't be able to command the room. But clearly he commands the room because he's getting results on the offensive side. When you are – getting results. Many times, as I I say to you and Jay all the time, because you have a title doesn't mean you are calling the plays. So when you look at some of these so-called guru types that we keep looking up, oh, he's going to be really great. He ain't calling the plays. He ain't doing the install. He just interviewed well. And the head coach didn't get in his way of being hired. He talked positive about him. So when you look at Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy wasn't calling plays at Kansas City. He was not calling plays. Well, how did it work out in Chicago? They're fired. Yeah. Did he command the room? When guys are actually like Sean Payton, he called our plays in Dallas. When we did install, he was the guy installing. He commanded the room. He spoke to everyone on offense well, would, on a if, daily basis. If if Dable is cut that way, it, I, I, my prediction would be, guys, that not only is Aaron Rodgers heading to Denver based on the Hackett hire, but based on the Shane hire, Dable is coming to New York. Time will tell. What we do know is Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback next year. A former Knicks coach is calling out this current Knicks squad. We're going to react to it. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. In my entire lifetime, I cannot reminisce about a single Knicks championship. But the good old days, at least they made deep playoff runs, you know, in the Patrick Ewing years. Alan Hahn, co-host of Barton Hahn, right here on ESPN Radio, joins us now on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Max? Yes, sir. Wait a second. Alan? Jay? Are you there? You yes. know, remember last year when we were doing our show a lot during the summer? Yes. I was like, I kind of don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I kind of told you so. I kind of told you well, so Jay about your squad. wait for that one. He couldn't even wait to say hello. Yeah, I feel ambushed. At least say good morning before you just start punching me. I'm sorry. Good morning. Honestly, I told you so. Felt like I was. This is like I'm back in college and laying in my dorm and my roommate just dumped cold water on me. Hey, wake up. I mean, that's that. Thank you. Well, at least that's I did great. it with a soothing voice. I got to hear Max reminding me how they, the Knicks haven't haven't gone to a conference final, let alone anything more than that in Bing 30 bong. years. Alan, if the Knicks aren't bong, cold water dead. enough for you, no, uh, it's, 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 it's not. Well, here's Max some is more a Nets cold fan water now. That's but what. You, I, know, I know damn well you didn't fall for the okie doke, though, Alan. No, you know. Yeah, you nah, can't. You can't. There's no way that you <laughs> don't thought, lie yet. Don't lie, Han. There's no way you set up and thought. Coming into this year, this team was going to be able to really compete in the East because they gave you uh, somewhat of a pandemic playoff game. No. I, I mean, I know we're not as big a show as, as what you guys have and the big audience that you Don't guys have that. and, and all that. that. No, I'm, I'm being honest. You guys are a big morning show. Yeah, we are. That's correct. But, but that's right. So I'm giving you the props you deserve. But I, I had I, I did warn that many times. When the over-under was 43, I'm like, I mean, they could hit the over, but let's not get crazy. And, and those who thought – you know, okay, well, they were the fourth seed last year, so build off that. I said, no, 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 no. It's, it's, last year was a late run. You had some teams that were just a mess. You took advantage of it. It was fun. That's great. But the thought that this was going to take another step, you were sadly mistaken. I was mostly concerned that this was a roster that wasn't built congruent with the head coach. And now we're seeing it. Well, I mean, the starting five is a minus 114 on the season. It's the worst five, not, a, not just starting five. It's the worst five-man unit used in the NBA. The worst. <laughs> so it's your starting well, hold, hold five. on, Key. I want to play something Jeff Van Gundy said last. Now, keep in mind, Alan, you know, in, in Knicks' defense, 43 wins. If they could even hit 42, it's almost like winning a championship for Knicks fans in recent decades. Take a listen to former Knicks head coach Jeff Van Gundy. He followed Pat Riley in the glory years. Patino mm-hmm. and Pat Riley, Jeff Van Gundy. Current lead NBA analyst for us here at ESPN. This is Coach Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy, last night during the Knicks Heat game on ESPN. Listen. They just need major changes. As Fournier hits a, a three, they just, they don't bring it on a nightly basis. And I'm talking the starting unit. And if they, there's been plenty of time throughout the year to show that they they work well together. I I just don't know how they continue on like this. You know, that's the definition of insanity, is seeing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different... I'm talking a major move. 
Packers, do the Knicks have enough of those pieces that are going to attract another team to make a huge deal that's really going to improve this Nick team right now? No. No, they don't. Alan, part of the idea of bringing World Wide West and everyone into the Knicks organization is you, you get a healthy culture and you create an atmosphere that will attract stars to come here, even if you can't find them in the draft, right? Well, Coach just said they don't have enough to get somebody. What do you make of, of Coach's assessment? Well, he, he's right. Your, your uh, translation is wrong. He's right in what he said. They, they, their five doesn't work. You've, it's been 50 games. I think we've seen it. It's not like we need more time or they need more time together. No, no. You could see it. It doesn't work. One of the main reasons why is the guy that was all NBA last year that we were all like, wow, I didn't know he had this in him, and they gave him an extension, and that's Julius Randle. Julius Randle's just been bad. He hasn't been mediocre. He's been bad. And so it starts, and his energy is even worse. And that'll drive you crazy. He's supposed to be a leader face of the franchise, and the guy just looks miserable all the time. So let's start there. But the idea that they, they can't attract anyone, that's, that, see, that's a false narrative. How do you attract someone when you don't have cap space? He's talking about trading. When you trade, you're not begging someone to come to your team. You're trading for them. So it's not like they aren't attractive. What they aren't is a team that has a piece like what Randall could be that you would trade, be willing to trade, and get a good player back. The league doesn't have that. Everybody's in like this standstill right now in the league. And they have been waiting. They have all these assets, which include tons of draft picks that they're hoarding at this point. I mean, can we move some of them? They moved one for Cam Reddish, which was hilarious. It's like, <laughs> I have four tires. I need a steering wheel, but I'm going to trade for another tire. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's what you did there. He's a nice player, so, but it, there's no room for him. So, so they have to, by February 10th, do something to shake up this starting five. It's got to be at the point guard position. It's very difficult to do. It's like trying to get a quarterback. And if they don't, I don't think they're – I mean, me saying I don't think they're going to make the playoffs is not a hot take. They probably won't make the playoffs. And that that is a major step back from last season. So, Alan, let's talk about a guy that maybe you might see as interesting. Plays for Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox. Would there be a guy that the Knicks should go after? Oh, absolutely, if he's available. But they, they keep playing games in Sacramento, like teasing through reports that they could be moving him because Halliburton really looks like the guy that's taking over as a playmaker there. So he could be available. But then they want like Ben Simmons. So they're asking for a lot, which you're supposed to do right before the deadline. They would love to like, – that's a perfect kind of fit, kind of. I, I think you take a step down and go with I, – I, like I said, you have a coach. you got to fit the way that coach is. He's a hard-nosed coach. He's a tough coach. He's got, you got to be able to take tough coaching. He, he also wants guys who can defend. Uh, Jalen Brunson is somebody uh, that, no. in, in Dallas that I think that they would be targeting as well. Allen, no, I, I like Jalen Brunson. But, like, you know, I, I think this is sometimes where I get frustrated with the Knicks. And it sometimes feels like they're a little bit – granted, they've came a long way. But like, it's the same question I have about Tibbs, and I love Tibbs. Like, is Tibbs the guy that can get them to the promised land, or is Tibbs more of a bridge coach that sets up the right foundation for that next coach that has a little bit more balance in, hey, we want to play this style, but I understand now that I have talent, I need to take my foot off that gas and manage the entirety of a season. Because it does look like they're running out of gas, which we typically said about Tibbs' teams. And we should go- Jay, it's been, it's been a year and a half. He was coach of the year last year. 
This is a franchise that he's the best but, coach but, but, they've had since Mike Woodson, and I'd say, even say better, the best coach they've had since Jeff Van Gundy. They haven't had a coach that's lasted here long because every time something goes wrong, it's always the coach's fault. Guys, uh, when is say, it the fault of the player? All, all, I'm saying, Alan, all I'm saying, Alan, is that last year we have all have recognized that it was aberration. We, ha- we right? got to go back before we let okay. you go, Alan. I want to go back to what you said about, well, you, you could just trade for a guy, then it's not about attracting, if, but we know. When we're talking about a move, we're talking about a move for the be- for a best player on the team kind that's, of guy. That's not, a, that's not available. At, right. Max, best, like, we got to be but, realistic. But, but Alan, no, Max, I, I hate Alan, when this happens. Hold on. Because hold this on. is what we do. Hold we start on, talking Alan. about they have to get a star. What they got to do on. is get decent. Alan, start there. But, the, but in order for that to happen, you have to draft and develop correctly so you have stuff on the roster that's attractive. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at R.J. Barrett, for example. Yeah, he's a good he, player. They don't have enough stuff to make a move. They haven't done a good enough job drafting and developing. They're stuck. That, that, the, the drafting part and developing part, that's the biggest issue because they just traded Kevin Knox. That's like three now first-round picks that like, you don't know what you're doing with them. Yep. You, you have no idea, and and that's Neil Aquina, Knox, Obi Toppin's playing well, but he hardly plays. Like, what have you been doing in the first round? That also can set a franchise back. That's correct. But if they want to do anything this season, they've got to make a trade by February 10th. Otherwise, they've pretty much let the season go. Alan Hahn, ladies and gentlemen, of Barton Hahn. You can hear him right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks, Alan. You got it. Thank the, you, Alan. Nice talking to you. The first, Hi, Yes, I'm glad I got a word in with you. The first head coach hire has been made this offseason. But is it the first domino to fall when it comes to Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay? That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, Adam Schefter joins us now, guys. ESPN NFL insider, Shefty. Big news breaking today. We've been all over it on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Let's jump right in. How did Nathaniel Hackett become coach of the Broncos? Well, what happened is the Broncos really liked him, and I think that was the guy that they were targeting here all week long. And then yesterday, Nathaniel Hackett got a second interview in Jacksonville, and he was supposed to be in Jacksonville today to meet with the Jaguars. And as soon as that trip was booked for him to go to Jacksonville, the Broncos said, hold on, hold on. And they stepped in last night to start getting that deal done with Nathaniel Hackett and to prevent him 
from going to Jacksonville today where the Jaguars were interested in talking to him about becoming their head coach. And so rather than going to Jacksonville, Hackett doesn't get on the plane and he seals the deal with Denver to become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Adam, what type of influence, if at all, did Aaron Rodgers have, not directly with the Broncos, but the thought of him becoming a Bronco in this moment? You know, look, I, I know it's the sexy, obvious topic, and everybody wants to make the jump. I got it. But, again... You know, in talking with the Broncos and talking with people, my, my sense is the Broncos picked the coach that they believed would be the best fit for their organization, that would be the best move to change their culture. The fact that he knew Aaron Rodgers, that's a, that's a cherry on top. Don't get me wrong. It's not, oh, boy, it's not nothing key. But I, I don't believe that's why they went after him, for all the conspiracy theorists, right? Oh, we're going to go higher, hack it and then go get Rodgers, like, look, they may be thinking that. I wouldn't be surprised. They, they wanted Rodgers last year, okay? But I don't think that's why they hired Hackett. And, and if it was, that's short-sighted because you still don't know whether you're going to be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers. There will be other teams that are interested in trading for Aaron Rodgers, and you don't even know that the Green Bay Packers will be willing to trade Aaron Rodgers. Okay? There's, there's a lot of hypotheticals in there to hire a coach of a proposed trade that you are hoping to make. So again, do I think it's on their list? I think that was a bonus to them, but I think that if Nathaniel Hackett hadn't been the coach and man that he is, that Denver wouldn't have been interested. That makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. I'm just, like you said, this conspiracy theories and the whole deal, me and Jay's been talking about it, obviously since the news yep. was broke by you, that this was going down, that, you know, this helps them. Like you said, it's a cherry on top. Doesn't mean that that cherry is actually going to land on top. Shefty, I was curious, what do you think Aaron Rodgers did over the summer with his contract that gives him so much leverage this offseason? Well, first of all, the forfeiture language that was in there last summer where if he didn't go in, he'd have to, or he'd potentially be responsible for paying back bonus money, um, uh, that would have been in effect. They, they switched that around. Uh, they inflated his cap number this year to $46.1 million for a team that's already 44.8 over the salary cap. So when you're that far over the cap and they're in the second most challenging position in the NFL behind only the New Orleans Saints, you need the help of your quarterback. And if he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to give it to him. Uh, you know, he's just not going to give it to him. And so um, they, they restructured the contract last year. They altered some of that language there. But the bottom line is there was an agreement between both sides and understanding that if Aaron wants to move on after this year, he'll, he'll be able to do that. And, and it was set up that way. So we'll see how that plays out this offseason. Aaron wanted to take some time to decide, and there's no doubt that the relations between him and the team have gotten warmer this year. Uh, we don't know whether that's enough to keep him. Um, we'll find that out here. Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Adam, what are people around the league saying about Sean Payton's 
retirement and his future in coaching again in the National Football League? Yeah, well, look, Sean Payton himself said that he's not planning to coach in 2022. So the plan is clearly to take this year off. Now, the issue is, you know, it's almost an unintended consequence. He's just sitting out there as the prize coaching recruit so that any team, any team, we know some of the teams, any team that has a coaching question, how often is Sean Payton's name going to come up for a team next year, particularly one team, whenever there are issues? Every week. Every, his name already was coming up. When the news comes out that he's not going to be in New Orleans next year, stepping aside, people already are saying, oh, the Dallas Cowboys, he's coming to Dallas now. He's coming. I mean, it was amazing how how prevalent that was across social media, sports talk. He's coming to No, he's not. He's taking the year off. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, well we answered the question that day, and now what's going to happen? Now you, that's just going to be out there for weeks or months to come. And the Dallas Cowboys didn't ask for that. Mike McCarthy didn't ask for that. But the fact of the matter is, it's just going to hang over that franchise. They didn't ask for it all year long. Right or wrong, it just is. Just like Aaron Rodgers just kind of hung out there, right? So there are certain issues that, that just linger and aren't going away. <laughs> so in other words, if he lands at a Dallas Mavericks game, the camera pans straight to him. <laughs> Shefty, what, what's the latest on Joe Shane and the hiring around the New York Giants? Well, they've got Brian Flores in today to interview for head coach. they got Leslie Frazier tomorrow, and I would think that uh, before the conference championship games kick up on Sunday, the Giants will have a new head coach. Obviously, the finalists seem to be Quinn, Frazier, Flores, Dayball, um, and, and I think it'll be one of those guys, obviously, and, and I think they'll have a decision after they wrap up the interview process here soon. That is the great Adam Schefter, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for jumping on with us, Shefty. Have a great day, guys. Thanks All for right. having me. All right, Shefty. Yeah, I understand what he means, guys, about um, the hire. Like, you, both things things can independently be true. We think this guy is a really good hire. Yes. Oh, and by the way, yeah. it could pave the way for Aaron Rodgers. I would never think that they just hired Nathaniel Hackett just based on getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we're yeah. hiring him because we believe he's a good coach, but we also have an opportunity to sniff out Aaron Rodgers as well because of the relationship. Much more on the Giants head coach search and why Brian Dable can make the jump from OC to head coach, according to a certain football expert on this show. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, you know the whole deal. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Say play ESPN. Pops up on your smart speakers. Download the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 